value listeners. Welcome to the second episode and a special episode because it's Thanksgiving coming up to Orange Juice Optional. I can guarantee you on Thanksgiving Day, it'll be straight champagne, moving to straight vodka, especially if I'm hosting. And are you hosting? Yes. Yes, I'm going to be hosting and it'll be chaos, but I don't cook like everybody else brings things. Including the turkey? Everyone brings... I've never cooked it. Oh, wow. My mom usually makes the turkey, but she likes to do that. I like to do the appetizers. Oh, and what do you do for appetizers? Uh, I just kind of cut in here. I didn't really even introduce myself. I'm Suzanne. I'm just joining Michelle. She's my co-host. And did I even say my name? I'm Michelle. You did. Okay. Well, yeah. I just interrupted you and started talking about Thanksgiving. <laughs> you didn't interrupt me. Yeah. That's how our conversations go. But um, no, we're, we're hosting. I do the appetizers. My mom does the turkey. You know, sadly, this year, all four of our boys will not be with us, but they'll be celebrating with other family and friends. So I'm happy for them. But my parents will be there and a friend and her family mm-hmm. will be there. So oh, that's a good. full house. Yeah. Not as crazy as last year where I think we had like 25 people. How about you? Well, we are in Scottsdale. We used to go to Hawaii every year for Thanksgiving. We don't do that anymore. We haven't done that for a few years. And I love having Thanksgiving in Scottsdale because the weather is always perfect. Perfect, perfect. So we eat outside. It's just a little bit non-traditional type of Thanksgiving. Even though we do the tra- the Thanksgiving meal, it's just fun to be able to eat outside at the end of November. Right. Yeah. You know, I think about eating a big turkey dinner in the heat, and that doesn't sound like so much fun. But it, yeah, it's fine. Right. Right. Okay. But, but you don't even like turkey. No. And I was going to say, let's talk about that dinner because I don't. I don't care for the entire Thanksgiving meal. I don't like turkey. I don't like mashed potatoes. Don't like sweet potatoes. Don't like cranberry sauce. Don't like, I hate stuffing. Yeah. And you're not a gravy person because you don't like, I don't like sauce. No, other than the champagne or (laughs) Chardonnay sauce. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So the only thing I like really on Thanksgiving is the bread. A dinner of bread and butter. Hey, it could be worse. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. bread and butter. And that was my always my go-to growing up. I think we talked about me being a pastor's kid in our first episode. We did. Yes. Okay. In case we didn't, I am a pastor's kid. And part of being a pastor's kid is you have to go to every potluck the church ever has. And they have potlucks all the time. Back when I was growing up, it was like potluck supper every Sunday. And I hate potluck. I hate casserole. And so I would always gravitate to the bread and butter. And that would be my meal for these potlucks. And I know I'm a little picky when it comes to what I eat, but I was like that growing up. So Thanksgiving, I'm good with bread and butter. Okay. And how does your family feel about you just eating bread and butter, especially after you've cooked this big meal? I don't cook that big meal. I I know that about you. You probably are catered from AJ's or something. Right. We usually cater it. We usually have one of the local restaurants or grocery stores cater our meal. Unless I'm lucky enough to have company. And you know this about me. My sister-in-laws, I have two sister-in-laws married to my brothers who have been with us at Thanksgiving several times, several occasions. And 
they love to cook. So if I'm lucky enough to have them in town for Thanksgiving, they do all of the cooking. And yeah, I and our agreement is I buy the groceries, they cook the groceries, and it works out fantastically. Well, the bigger question is you buy the groceries, they prepare the groceries, who cleans the dishes? I do. Um, Always. Yeah, I prefer to clean the dishes too. It leaves yeah. that little bit of barrier where I can be part of the conversation, yet I don't have to generate conversation. Because you know me, I mm-hmm. I have trouble when a room is quiet and that is something I need to work on. I like to keep conversation flowing because I feel when it flows, people are more comfortable. That's probably true, but that's not why I do the dishes. I do the dishes because I'm very particular about how dishes are done. Yes. I have to load the dishwasher a certain way. I have a very efficient way of loading the dishwasher because then when the di- when you have to unload it, you can put everything away at the same time. Like if you have all the plates lined up and put together, then all the plates get put away at the same time. Bowls, go with bowls. Okay. Well, you know, that's very interesting. And yeah, I like to unload my own dishwasher also for that reason. But it makes me think of going to the grocery store. Oh, yes. Um, I'm a person who'll go through the grocery store. I'll put the things in the cart, but when it comes to putting it on the conveyor belt, I have to put it on there in a certain order. So when I unpack the groceries, like perishables are with perishables, vegetables are with vegetables. My husband, though, I hate shopping with him because like, he'll just throw anything. He'll throw like laundry detergent right next to eggs or something. I'm like, no, no, don't do that. It feels contaminated to me. And he gets a little bit frustrated. How do you shop? I, well, you don't really even have to ask me that question because you already know the answer. I do know the answer. <laughs> I shop like I load a dishwasher. I, I shop very efficiently. Things go into my cart in a very organized manner. And then when it comes out of my cart, it goes onto the belt, how I want it bagged. And I think about it very carefully as it's coming out of the cart. If I've loaded my cart correctly in the grocery store, I can go from front to back and put everything on the belt in an organized fashion so it gets bagged the way I want it bagged. Right. Now, do you go shopping with your husband? Rarely, because the very same reason, because Jeff is like Rob, has no regard for how things go in a cart or on a belt. And it drives me crazy. I, I can, okay. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I, I'm completely relating with you. There was this one time Rob and I were shopping and I don't know, he likes the sandwich thins. That's not a lot of bread, but enough bread to make you feel like, hey, I'm getting my carbs or mentally like, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had put some of those in the cart and I wasn't paying attention. I set the milk on it and um, <laughs> they flattened his already flat bread and mm-hmm. he was not happy with me. He kind of was mad at me all day the bread. <laughs> so it was kind of ridiculous. So for reasons like that, mm-hmm. I tend to not want to tree shop with him, mm-hmm. but he's efficient. Well, he is an efficient accountant. He's an accountant. He's an accountant. Yeah. yeah. So. And he has a mind like an accountant. I, however, I'm not an accountant. I just have that kind of a mind that makes me do things in a very, it has to make sense to me. Right. No, that's how it should be. I mean, the world just has to make sense. I normally really well, I don't, I can't ever say I really like to go to the grocery store, but I'm organized when I go to the grocery store. But I'll tell you this, in the time of COVID, it stresses me out. Rob flew home like early September, I'll say like September 11th. And right before we, well, before I left for Texas, so that would have been October 14th. In that month, I avoided the grocery store the whole month. 
Which is remarkable. It is remarkable. And we were getting pretty low on things, but like, I, I just couldn't do it. Like people are crabby in there. Well, you, who, who wouldn't be crabby? And we're getting off on a tangent. I mean, it's not, but I mean, when you have to go to the grocery store and I'm a person who loves going to the grocery store and I wander up and down every aisle and I look what I feel like, you know, oh, I feel like olives today. So I think I'll buy a jar of olives. And But when you're wearing a mask and you can't breathe and it's hot, especially here in Arizona, yeah, you want to get the heck out of Dodge. It's like there's no fun in grocery shopping when you have to have a mask on. And yeah, of course, everyone's crabby. Yeah. And they're fearful too. And, you know, we understand that it's a tough time. But when I get back from this trip, uh, yes, I will be going grocery shopping. Wish me luck. Good luck. But I always <laughs> do run to get like champagne or oh yeah, some wine. I'm good on that. I never ran out on that. Yeah, I never run out of that either. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Thanksgiving dinners and um, planning and cooking. And is it weird that I've never cooked a Thanksgiving turkey? Well, I would think it would be a little weird considering our ages, but I've only cooked one Thanksgiving turkey in my entire life. And I think that's the hierarchy of the family. Right. You know, moms, the mom, that generation, the oldest generation always gets the the meal, you know. Well, this one year back in Anchorage, and it was many years ago, we had all the kids for that Thanksgiving and Rob decides that he wants to deep fry a turkey. Oh. And so... <laughs> Being the accountant he is and the thinker that he is, he went out and, you know, got the big pot and he put water in and then he set the turkey in it just to see what the water level would do so he would know how much right. grease to put in it. Well, he kind of forgot in that moment that grease and water, like the weight of it or whatever is different. And so he filled up that pot with the oil and uh, when he put the turkey in, it kind of started fire down <laughs> our driveway. So that was lovely for all our kids to see and be witness to. But nobody was hurt in the making of a turkey. But our driveway was scarred. Like, it was a constant reminder until we had it resealed. Of course. So were you able to cook the turkey then? Or did you end up with a burnt turkey or a raw turkey? Well, we had that turkey, which I maybe they put it in the oven. I remember... A bird coming out of the oven <laughs> that wasn't all the way cooked. It was actually oh. pretty disgusting, but everybody was a good sport because, of course, I had company over that um, I'd never had over for Thanksgiving before or since. <laughs> because would you? No. <laughs> it, was a shit, it was a shit show. So, yeah, no, that was uh, the last time Rob tried to cook a turkey. Mm -hmm. But my mom likes to do that. Yeah, she likes to feed large groups of people. Yeah. Why is that? Why is that generation so good at doing that? Yeah, I don't know. I think they've just grew up that way. Grew up that way. And it was just part of how, you know, they went. And so it must have started with our parents' generation because they do it. Whereas, so they didn't have their parents cooking for them every Thanksgiving. Right. Because I had my family cooking Thanksgiving for me as an adult. And my kids will probably never cook a Thanksgiving meal. I mean, I don't even think they know what goes into a Thanksgiving meal because they're two generations removed from Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. Okay. So I don't like the turkey dinner. Don't like it. No. Uh, but back to my your sister-in-laws sister mm -hmm. who love to cook. My one sister-in-law will make me lasagna. 
Oh, so I lasagna. I know. So wrong with lasagna. You can't. And on Thanksgiving, there is nothing better than her homemade lasagna. It makes me so happy when she's with us because it's like, oh, I'm getting lasagna for Thanksgiving. It's a pretty nice thing. It was her mother's lasagna recipe. And it's so good. And it's always the first thing to go. She'll do a whole Thanksgiving meal and a pan of lasagna. And the lasagna is always gone first. Have you like ever tried to stab someone going in for that second helping of lasagna with a fork? Like, that's mine. Eat your turkey dinner. Eat the tradition. I have never had to be that physical because I could see you doing it. though. I am more the person who says, let's be clear. <laughs> that's my tur- That's my lasagna. You eat the turkey. I eat the lasagna. And I bet the only one that actually listens to you is Jeff, your husband. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, because I- you've stabbed him with a fork before. Have I? Well, didn't you say one time he tried to take something off your plate? Oh, <laughs> yeah. The fork. Yeah. That was way back in the early days when he, yeah, before he understood my aversion to sharing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he would come in on my plate and try to take something. Yeah. You're going to get hit if you take anything off my plate. Yes. So don't do that. I was thinking about that today. We just finished lunch and your son Colton was sitting next to me. And Did he take your food? No, okay. but he was eyeing my fries. And I kept thinking to myself, if you go near, you're going <laughs> to you're gonna really get to know me quickly. Yeah, well, he knows not to hug you. You notice right. he didn't even right. approach you. So. Right, right. And he's very, he was very conscientious of my COVID phobia. He had his mask on the whole time until he started eating. And I yes. thought that was, he was very kind. Yeah, he's a good boy. He is a good kid. Colton, your mama's proud of you. I'm proud <laughs> of all the boys, but since we're talking about Colton, I'll just give him yeah. a shout out there. Yeah, that's a good shout out. So I was thinking too, like we're talking about having these meals with our family. Like, do you do that going around the table where everybody says, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? We do do that some years. Some years we get to escape it. You know, like there's enough commotion going on that we don't have to do that because I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And the reason I do is because I think it's so phony. You know, the person at the head of the table always starts. And so they get all the good stuff. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful for, you know, this beautiful day. By the time you go around the table of 25 people, if you happen to be at the end of that, there is nothing else to be thankful for. So then you have to be honest. Then you have to be honest. But even then, it's yeah, it takes some serious thinking to come up with something to be thankful for. Okay, so I issue this challenge right now. Okay. Before the end of this podcast, I want you to share... And I will too, because I'm fair that way. Okay. Um, something that you are thankful for that is completely out of the box, like something real, something that people will hear and be like, yeah, that's absolutely. I accept that challenge. Okay. I'm going to come up with more than one. I'll come up with two or three things I can be thankful for that that are unique and genuine, not my health, not my children. I'll come up with something. Okay. So can I just stay with one or you want you, me no, to you can do one okay yeah, well maybe i'll come good. up with more right. yes taking yeah. brain power mm-hmm. yeah so you know the other thing we have to talk about okay so now we're all sitting at the table uh-huh and 
um, when we have Thanksgiving in Alaska, because Jeff's, my husband's whole family lives in Alaska. So we have, you know, usually 25 people at dinner. So how does the conversation go when you're at a dinner? Do you want me to tell you how the conversation goes at our dinner? Yes, I do. Well, (laughs) I love this question only because we always plan our holiday, not just holiday, Thanksgiving dinner around when the Dallas Cowboys are playing football. So if they're winning, the conversation is positive. It's like, first down. But if they're losing... At the dinner table? Oh, yeah. He watches, he sits at the end of the table and he has the TV on. Now we try to start it during Mm -hmm. halftime, but we're not always so time coordinated. Mm -hmm. Um, So it doesn't always work out, but he is always watching football. That's why Thanksgiving is his favorite holiday. It's because he loves to watch football. And there used to be two games. Football used to only be on Sundays and Mondays, but now there are three games on Thanksgiving and we have football from time he wakes up to the time he goes to bed. So, you know, if I try to change it to the Hallmark Channel, it's just not happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have two TVs. Yes. So can... our, our dinner conversation for him is about the cowboy game. But last Thanksgiving, we had so many people over and I was feeling overwhelmed. I'm an empath. And so I absorb a lot of that emotion and everything going on and the energies around me. And so by the time I served dinner, because... We had this incident with the gravy where my mother-in-law and one of our guests made this wonderful pot of gravy. And um, for some reason, they decided to set it in the middle of a sink in the pan. Well, I thought it was a pan that had like soap and water in it. So I dumped the gravy (laughs) down the drain and everybody just looked at me and their faces just dropped. I felt so bad. Actually, we saved about a cup of it, maybe. Oh, So everyone got a teaspoon of gravy. Yeah, everybody was afraid to use the last of the gravy. So we ended up still having Mm -hmm. a quarter of a cup and everyone thought that dinner was a little bit dry. It wasn't your turkey mom. It was the gravy issue. But anyhow, that happens. And then um, the wine glass got broken right next to where food was being prepared or close to it. So that kind of stressed me out. So by the time it came to sit down to dinner, as everybody's getting their plates and sitting down, I took mine outside. And it was a little chilly last year on Thanksgiving and I had dinner by myself and nobody came to look for me and nobody bothered me. They didn't even know I was in another. Wow. I wasn't even in the house having dinner. Nobody looked for me. They didn't miss me. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, it's always nice to be missed. But yeah, no, I really did appreciate that because I needed that time to regroup. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that was my Thanksgiving last year, the the memorable parts. And then I did the dishes and was happy to do that. (laughs) Yeah, well. In our family, like I said, if we all get together, there are probably 25, and I don't even know what the exact number is in our family when we're all together, but there are three siblings in Jeff's family. We're all married. We all have three children. Some of them are married. There are a couple grandchildren involved. Then there's Jeff's dad and his wife. They're always there. So it's a big crowd. But my point to that is, There's always one family that dominates the conversation at the table. Is it one family or one person? Um, It's usually one. I don't want to say it's one person because it really isn't like that. There's usually a lot of conversation, but the conversation usually always 
revolves around that family. Okay. It's one of my issues with big family dinners because you kind of get lost in the crowd at a big family dinner. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I agree with Mm -hmm. what you're saying there. Yeah. Unless you're lucky enough to be that person that runs the conversation. Which in our house is Rob. (laughs) (laughs) He's just so interesting. He has so much to say. I love that man. That man, he talks. Yeah. But in a good way. Like Mm -hmm. he he brings the entertainment. He's funny. Everyone's laughing. Yeah. So do you want to call out who that person is? No, I'm not going to. You're going to walk that safety line. It's only episode two. We don't want everyone to hate us like already. (laughs) Right. And yeah. But now they'll all be thinking about it. If they ever listen to this episode, they'll be like, ooh, do you think she's talking about me? Yeah, they'll probably think. I think everyone would know who I would be talking about. And appreciating that you're not anyone on the spot. But that being said, these family dinners are always fun. There are nine grandchildren in this family. Now, this is our children, Jeff's dad's grandchildren. We always refer to them as grandchildren. And their spouses, the ones that have spouses. And these kids are best friends, all of them. Now that they're all adults, they don't get, all nine of them don't come together except on holidays. So it is so much fun to have these kids together. They all grew up together. It's a great day. And it's their love of being together that might actually land you up in Alaska this Christmas in the cold. Yeah. Because... What Suzanne hasn't said, the thing that she is most thankful for in the year 2020, it would be what, Suzanne? Oh, what do you mean? I, I, I was going to say it, but I'm letting you say what happened to you this year. Oh, my grandson. Yes, Logan. So, Logie Bear. Is the first holidays, first Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. first Christmas. You're going to be yeah. wherever that kid is. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, so could even be. if it means the chilly cold. Yeah. But see, I thought you were... You were addressing the challenge you oh, no. set forth. And it's like, okay, I Logan, knew that's what you must have thought because grandson. you were giving me a look like, what are you doing? You, what are you talking about? I haven't come up with my thing I'm thankful for yet. But yeah, Logan obviously would be, he is the love of my life. Yes. And he is such a cutie. And he loves his grandma. He loves, loves, loves his grandma. And I haven't got to meet him yet because of, of COVID. COVID. Damn COVID, it takes everything away. I know. And I think we're going to, one of our next episodes, we're going to have to, yeah, confront COVID and we're going to have to complain. Why don't we, yeah, before the end of the year, like things that we will not be sad to say goodbye to from 2020 because there is a list. Right. Yes. Oh, Mm -hmm. that is awesome. And if you have Mm -hmm. to be in the cold to be with Logan, you're just going to do it. So going back to those family gatherings with, all the cousins and everything together. Do they ever get into like physical fistfights? No, no. Well, <laughs> not at our house either, but you know, we're sitting here talking about family dinners and I'm thinking family dinners, family games. And I'm thinking about this one time with my boys when they were younger, we were playing a game of, I think it was phase 10. Mm. I think that's what it was. And we had the four boys there and I don't remember exactly how old they were. Maybe Jimmy was eight and then they stair step up from there. So probably eight to 14. And Kyle and Jimmy just got into this huge fight. And, and you know, at that point, even though Kyle's a couple of years older, Jimmy was actually taller, but he didn't realize he had that strength behind oh. him. And so Kyle just took him down to the ground, wrestled him. And I'm just like yelling like, oh my gosh, why are you guys doing this? And Rob's like, oh, they're boys. These are what, this is what boys do. 
like, okay. Right. But yeah, no. That's interesting that you say that because I remember when my boys hit that age where they didn't know their own strength. And I have a couple of really strong boys. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And this has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. But for example, my son, Greg, must have been a freshman in high school and he was in playing football. He was in, on the football team and he was a big kid. But that summer, I decided I was going to replace all the mulch in our yard around our plants. So we're replacing, I'm replacing, I had to go to Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever to buy like 25 bags of mulch to cover all of the area. And most of it was in the backyard that I had to replace this mulch. So I take one bag out of my car and it probably took me 10 minutes to drag that bag. And I don't even know how much they weigh. I don't know, 15, 20 pounds a bag. I don't know. But I drug it through the lawn to the backyard. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I got like 24 more of these bags that I have to drive back here. And <laughs> I wish I had a video camera of how I looked dragging it. So I called to Greg and I said, Greg, help me carry these bags back to the backyard. And he comes around the corner carrying five bags in his arm, five bags stacked up in his arm. And I was like, that'll show you mom. Yeah. Well, it did show me. It's like, I'm (laughs) done doing this heavy labor. I just, I just hired my own heavy labor right there. And he got the rest of the bags pronto. And for the rest of my life, I don't do heavy labor anymore. So, okay, this is a good question. That reminds me of like your son carried the five bags. When you unload your car after grocery shopping, do you load up your arms like you can't possibly make another trip or do you like making more trips out to the car? Oh, I get as much as I can. I do too. Yeah. And I hate it when I can't get it all in the house in one load. I should have my own grocery cart at the house to get it into the house so that I don't have to go out and make a second trip. Yeah, I, I try to get it all, but I just can't get it. Now that the boys aren't there anymore, right? that's just all on me or me and Rob. So yeah, that's always fun too. Yeah. So that makes me think of unloading groceries when we get home though and putting groceries away. But have you ever seen my pantry? I, I'm very proud of my pantry in my house because it's so organized. Well, I don't generally go around snooping in people's pantries, but I have stayed at your house before and gotten water out of there. And it's a very impressive pantry. Right. And I have all of the containers. I have everything labeled. This is a flour container, sugar container, rice, spaghetti, rigatoni, (laughs) cereal. And I take everything out of its original packaging and I put it in my labeled containers. Even if it's like mixed products, like so you use one brown like brand of like spaghetti and the next time you grab a different brand, just whatever. Why would I do that? <laughs> well, I don't I don't know. I'm no, just asking. If I had oh, as far as spaghetti goes, I think I would mix the spaghetti, but yeah, like different brands of flour. Or do you always get like I always get the I always get the same brand. Okay, cuz you know, we were talking earlier about Instacart and how wonderful they are and have been right. COVID. But one of the problems is um, they substitute. They substitute. So that would probably drive you Mm -hmm. crazy. Right. Well, and I'm wondering this go around. I just ordered groceries for my mom to be delivered. And I got this long list of substitutions. And they went from brand name to the store brand. So instead of giving me gold metal flour, they picked up Kroger brand flour. So 
I'm wondering if now that's a thing that when they're going through the grocery store, they just pick up the store brand instead of the name brand. Because, but I was I was frustrated with that because no, that is frustrating. Yeah, because like if you want YoPlay yogurt and they send you Kroger yogurt, that's going to be a big difference, right? No, that would be like ketchup in our house because Rob only believes in Heinz ketchup. And if what if they sent Hunt's ketchup then? He'd have a fit. Yeah, I'd probably right? be in trouble. Yeah, that's <laughs> a little bit of a problem with Instacart. And so I have to research that further because I ha- I do really have a big problem with that. Yeah. And the other thing about my pantry, the, the downfall to my pantry is if I have something labeled, say I have a container that says coffee on it, nothing can go in that container except coffee. You know, you can't substitute tea bags one time in a coffee container. You can't put sugar in a salt container. You have to have whatever the container says. Well, you could put sugar or salt. What did you say? Sugar in a salt container. You could do that, but some probably right. might be. That's, yeah, that's more of an April Fool's Day. <laughs> well, don't think it hasn't been done at my house. Yeah. Yeah, it's been done in everyone's house, I think, for April Fool's Day anyway. But anyway, God, we are so off track. I'm sorry. I, I know. Got off this is what it is. Like, this is what we invited people into our lives, into our conversations, and these are kind of where they go. We always get back to the topic, which today I think is just... Uh, Thanksgiving is coming and everything that goes along with it. Right. The good and the bad. The good and the bad. And there is so much more good, I think. But there is. Okay. Which brings us around to something we're thankful for, although I don't think I have my thing I'm thankful for yet. Well, I have my first one. Okay. I don't know that I would um, say this at the table. I would probably say I'm thankful for all the family that can be here today. So this November, Rob and I have elected to do No Drink November, just something new. I think you're crazy, but that's... I I know I, you do. No I judgment. crazy too. And mindful eating. Okay. So because we have like my 50th birthday coming up. We have a wedding coming up. And so, you know, I want to be feeling good about myself. So I'm going to take these little steps. Good for you. All throughout the year to make sure I'm checking in. Okay. But anyway, No Drink November. So... By the time it is Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving is over, I will only have three more days until I can have that first drink nice. in December. That, that's a good thing to be Yes, thankful. and I'm very excited about the thought of having champagne on December 1st. Perfect. Okay. That, and see, I would say that at Thanksgiving, although in my family, it would fall flat. People would be like, what? You're so, how can you be thankful for something like that? But I would but say if it's that. something you really enjoy. Right. Yeah. To get it back. That's good. like a kid who right? gets grounded or gets a toy or their, God forbid, Xbox taken away back when they were younger or their phone. They're happy to get it back too. Yeah. So I think that maybe moving forward, it won't be this Thanksgiving, obviously, but I think um, hopefully by next Thanksgiving, something I will be thankful for will be something that I've gotten back that was taken away during COVID, like the opportunity to sit behind a slot machine. Oh, yeah. Because I love slot machines. It's something I do when I'm having a bad day. And I think if I can ever go sit behind a slot machine again without feeling scared about picking up COVID germs, I will be very, very thankful for that. Yeah, I understand that. And, you know, thinking about slot machines and 
I'm wondering about your answer here. Would you prefer, like after you get that winning number, whatever, to have all the coins, ding, 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 you know, falling? Or do you prefer at the end to get that voucher that you go to turn it? What feels more rewarding? Okay, well, the very first time I went on a slot machine, there were no vouchers. It was still coins. And I was on a nickel machine. And I even remember exactly what casino I was in, where the ki- where the slot machine was in the casino, and several times going back to Las Vegas and going into the same casino and being able to play the exact same machine that I won on the very first time was a thrill for me. I and, <laughs> Yeah. And I do remember I won $612 in nickels. Yeah, that would never happen now because of how dirty money is. Right. And they had like those cardboard, they look like popcorn popcorn buckets. buckets. Yeah. And you just fill up these buckets with all the coins that came out. And I had, I don't remember how many buckets, but more buckets than I could carry. I never thought about that, probably because I never win like that. Right. So I'm trying to figure out what to do with all these buckets of nickels. And I, finally load them up. I don't remember if they had a cart or something. I load them up and I take them up to my room and I call my mom and dad and my dad, the Lutheran pastor who knows nothing about gambling says, well, why didn't you just go cash them in? I said, oh, is that what you're supposed to do? I said, where do you cash them in? I didn't know you took it to a cashier and then they put it in a machine and count it and they give you the cash for it. And my dad thought that was so funny that I didn't know that I thought I had to go home with the nickels. Right. It's not something they taught you in Sunday school. No, I didn't. (laughs) But somehow my dad, who was a pastor, knew the answer to that. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's a good one. Uh, Yeah. I I do know you love slot machines and I know that it is therapeutic for you just to be down there and to do that. And you're good at it too. You win more than you lose. I am good at it. I've had losing streaks, but. It doesn't stop you from shopping, though. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Oh, no, it doesn't. But I have compared. Okay, again, I get off topic so quickly because now I'm talking about my slot machines and I'm like a happy person. You are like the grin on your face and the like your whole energy has changed. But I said the best thing about winning on a slot machine. Okay, it's not the best thing, but I compare it to when you buy a new outfit. I was going to say dress, but I don't really wear dresses. But you buy a new outfit. And you don't wear jeans either. No, but something you love and that euphoric feeling you get when you've gotten something you love. It's the exact same feeling you get when you hit the jackpot or you you win on a slot machine. And I think it's that thrill, that momentary thrill you get when you either buy something you love or you win on a slot machine. I don't know about getting that feeling when I win on a slot machine because I always lose, but I do know that feeling when I go shopping. Like right? everything like, oh, something about the mall. Yeah. The smell, the chatter, the music, just everything about it. Like my body instantly gets so excited. I love to go to a shop. Okay, mall. so then let's talk about Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Are you a Black Friday shopper? You know. Surprisingly, when I was in Anchorage, I would get up and do Black Friday because I had younger kids I was shopping for. Uh, But now in the town I'm in, in Arizona, I haven't really, I mean, there's not a whole lot there. Maybe, uh, you know, a couple shops to go to, but I do most of my shopping like Amazon. My accountant husband has told me that Amazon at our house should have its own line item in the budget. (laughs) 
because I shop there all the time. I love Amazon. Oh, that's, that's like so funny. My jam. Oh, see, and I'm not a, well, obviously, because I own a retail shop. I'm not a big Amazon fan, but I'm not an Amazon shopper anyway, because I don't care what I'm buying. I touch, I like to touch and feel. I like to touch, to feel, to try on. And there's nothing worse than something coming in the mail that you've ordered and it not being right. Because then you have to return it. You have to figure out how to get it back. If you have the opportunity to walk into a store and touch it, make sure it's the fabric you want and try it on and make sure it fits you the way you want it to fit, you're not going to have to return it. And I think if my husband were here right now, he would probably say there's a line item in our budget for your store also. Oh, there should be. There should be because because it's the most wonderful store in the world. And you support it. I do, but you've supported me. Like she has helped to remodel my house and it's looking gorgeous. It is looking gorgeous. It is. But that's so much fun to do. Yes. So Mm -hmm. yeah, shopping. I like it. So I did think of another thing that on Thanksgiving Day, I would be able to say I'm thankful for. Okay. What is it? As I look around the house and I have all my family and friends there and I notice that my Christmas tree is up, I notice that my house is decorated. I'm very thankful that I don't have to decorate my house in the coming days. That is already done and that I've been able to enjoy the lights and the sounds for a month. Yes, a month, November 1st. Yep. And good for you because... Although I wouldn't do that. We're a live Christmas tree family. We don't do the artificial, although... Are you calling out my Christmas tree right now? No, I'm not. It is artificial, but... Yeah, but, but I would know if you, put a, if you put it up November 1st, it has to be artificial because if you get a live tree, you have two weeks tops and then the needles drop and they make a royal mess. And I... we But we still always do our live tree, but... As years have gone by, I now do trees in every room of my house, and all of them are artificial except for the main tree, and that's still a real tree. Oh, because that's your tradition, so I love that. But every time I get out Christmas decorations, I cuss and swear. I love it. I do too, because it's such a mess. But it's such a mess, and it's such a big job. Good for you for doing keeping that stuff up for two months instead of one month. Most people do one month because it's such a big job. And my son, Cameron, it drives him crazy. So oh. as soon as I get it decorated, I take pictures and I send it to him. And he's like, isn't it a little early? And I'm like, well, it my house, my, my idea, you don't have to decorate your house. I think at his house, he has a little um, like... Charlie Brown tree. I mean, oh. actually, that's what it was called when I bought oh. it for him when he got his first apartment by himself right. out of college. And uh, yeah, it's just a little branch that just leans over with one ornament. And oh, yeah. Oh. And that's another thing. Just real quick. Well, I'll save this for right. a Christmas episode because we'll have a Christmas episode. But yeah. Well, I am after Halloween, my store, I'm going to start unpacking all of my Christmas. And I have so much Christmas for my store. I saw your storeroom. Yeah. You can't even get in my storeroom right now because it's so full. And then my storage room that off property is full of Christmas this year, but there's nothing more fun. And I kind of, sometimes when I'm shopping for my store, I forget whether I'm shopping for my store, I'm shopping for myself um, because it's the same feeling you get. Right. And you get to do it 
to make other people happy. Right. And then I, I'll get to decorate my store. Although again, I'm kind of dreading it because it's such a big job. And then you have to take it down. Right. At, uh, which you have to take it down in a weekend before the store opens going into January. I'm big sure job. your employees will come in and help you do that. I'm sure they will. I know a couple of them will for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's a good. So thing. is there another thing that you're thinking? Of? Uh, yes. You're thankful yes. For? And it's going to sound cliche, but you're going to understand why it's so unique when I tell you why. But I am thankful living in Arizona to being able to wake up to sunshine every single morning. I will never, ever take it for granted when I open my eyes and the sun is shining. And there are two reasons for that. <laughs> okay. Reason number one, da, 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 da. drum roll. In Anchorage, Alaska, in the winter, it's dark. It's dark. We get what, five hours of daylight? Five or six, because yeah. like December 21st or 22nd is when we start gaining light back, but it's like only six oh, it, seconds, yeah. six seconds a day. And it eventually gets up to like six minutes, I think. But, but I dark. think in December and January, probably part end of November, all of December, all of January, it is dark. And you wake up in the dark and you go to sleep and it's dark and it is dark, dark, dark. And I hate that. And when, when I lived in Alaska, I found I was so depressed in the winters. And why is that? It's because it would be dark. And I would take my kids to school and it was dark out. And I'd pick them up from school in the afternoon and it was dark out. And that's really depressing. So the sun comes up here in the morning and it's like, oh my God, it's sunny again. And I did it even this morning. I woke up and the sun was shining. It's like, oh, it's a nice day. And in yeah. Alaska, that's reason number two, because it's never nice in Alaska. Okay. It's a sun-related thing. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's not only dark, but it's cold. It's cold and it's usually cloudy. Yes. It's usually overcast unless it's really cold. If it's like zero or below zero, it's sunny. But then you're too cold to want to get out of bed. Right. But if it's in the 20s or 30s, it's usually overcast. And I hate that. It's dreary. It's gray. If there's snow on the ground, everything is either dirty white or white. There's no color. And my sister-in-law, Jane, once said when the kids were little, they, on a spring break, went to Phoenix for spring their spring break. And she said, it's like the Wizard of Oz. It's like leaving gray, dreary Alaska and flying into how it changes to color, technicolor in the Wizard of Oz. Right. And for those of you who haven't been to Alaska, I'll give you an example of a cold situation. And I know a lot of you experience it across the United States. But uh, many years ago, uh, my husband and I were taking two of the boys up snow machining. And yes, that's what we call snowmobiles or snowmobiling is snow machining up in Alaska. And uh, we were driving up towards Nancy, not even Nancy Lake. What's Lake Lucille? I don't know. One of the lakes. And as we're driving, the car thermometer <laughs> says minus 38. Oh, my goodness. About a minute later, it mm -hmm. says minus 37. And so, of course, Cameron in the backseat, Mr. Smart man. He's like, oh, we've hit a warm front and it went up just that one degree. <laughs> we would actually, when we got out on the lake on the snow machines, have to duct tape our faces to keep it from getting freezer. Yeah. yeah. What is that called? 
Um, oh gosh, <laughs> like right at the freezer burn, not freezer burn. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was about to say. It's freezer burn. It's not freezer burn. No, it's frostbite. Frostbite. <laughs> frostbite. Yes, that's what it is. And thank God Stupid. we got that yeah. without having to Google it. Yeah, I know. Well, and I used to do that in my car. I'd take a picture of the temperature, like when it would get down to 21 below. That is so stinking cold. I can't stand it. And you just don't see those kind of temperatures in Arizona. And I wake up every morning and I smile because the sun comes up and I am thankful for that. And I know that sounds cliche unless you know the backstory. Yeah, no, I get completely where you're coming. So anything else that you can think of that you would say you're thankful for? No, it would just depend on the mood of the day. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Every day that changes. I'm trying to think and I am thankful for something I would not necessarily say. I'm thankful for the fact that you can't smoke on airplanes anymore. Well, that is a good one. Because I use, well, I hate flying anyway, and we have to fly so much to travel. Yes. And we travel a lot. But I remember the years when you could smoke on an airplane and I would get so sick. And I never made the association that it was cigarette smoke on airplanes that made me sick, but I got sick every single time I flew. And then all of a sudden they ban cigarette smoking from airplanes and huh, no longer get sick on an airplane. So, you know, smart move. Okay. One more thing I'm thankful for, and it's a little bit after the fact or will be because we were taping this episode a little bit prior to Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I'm just very thankful that by the beginning of December, there will be no more political ads. Oh no my God, you are commercials, so right. no more flyers, no more banners. So I am going to be happy that that season has passed for another four years for the You're big right. election. For the big election. Yes. No matter how it goes, because we're not going to go political. No, we're not going political no. here. No, I'm just saying I'm thankful I don't have to see those ads. I know. Anymore. I think that's not a political statement to say that because I think that's a pretty universal feeling. Yeah. It's crazy. And it can be Hallmark all the time. Hallmark all the time. Except for when football's on because... Yeah, that's, again, back to having two TVs. Oh, yeah. No, we have a TV in all the different rooms, but he's got it on like outside. He has it on and inside he has it on. Wow, this has been a really big episode. So with all that shared, I guess we need to be wrapping things up. It's time. It's time. So I just want to give a huge shout out to anyone who spent this hour listening to us. Thank you so much. This is an adventure for us. And we are so happy to be here. We're so happy to have Riley there um, helping us with all the technical things because we need it. And he's probably a little sick of us. I'm sure he's sick of us. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't Riley. Think he, I, I'm sure he didn't know he, what he was getting into when he signed us up. He he definitely did not, but I hope he likes us and thinks we're funny. So anyway, thank you to you for taking this adventure with me. And thanks to you, Michelle, for bringing me on board. Of course. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy your friends and family. Mwah. Cheers. Cheers.